0: Mm.
1: I was was holding my curve. Welcome to the Messer Fit Mafia podcast. It's a great day today in the gym. We just had a gym record broke. The bench press. One of the most illustrious records that you can break. So uh, Lee Sandlin did that after 20 weeks.
2: 20 weeks. 20 weeks. One pound. 20 weeks.
1: One pound. So it now is 551. 451. 451. 451. I wish, yes, I wish when I good. say <laughs> yes,
0: he's prophetic. He's, I'm he's, prophetic. That's where it's going. Thinking into the future. Yes. Um, I, I think we were talking about talking about the bench today, but I think the other pressing subject I think it's great. we're talking about 20 weeks of training. You know what I'm saying? Pressing, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about 20 weeks of uh, of work, and, and Nate and I talked about the other day is that most people in you know the the exercise physiology world. You talk about you know when you first start lifting that curve is you know of strength because you're finally acclimating you're queuing cueing the nervous system, but then the rest of your life you get the first ninety percent, in the first couple of years, and then you're gonna spend the rest of your life chasing ten percent. Yeah, exactly. maybe maybe less. Exactly. So we talk about we talk about I failed uh, you know like a million weeks ago at, at four fifty, which is the gym record four fifty ones with that, and then train just to break it. And you know it took months. Yeah. And then finally the break you're like you're chasing you're chasing percentages for months.
1: Well yeah, when you're elite. I mean you're you're not breaking records, you're you're basically just trying to hold on. Yes. I mean you might break a record every two to three years of PR, yep. but I mean what wasn't it uh um Who's that dude from uh West Side that has like the Dave off? Dave uh, off. Yeah, you yeah, went three years. For five pounds. Yeah, for five pounds. <laughs> yeah, three years five
0: pounds. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're yeah. there when you're pushing your body to its absolute max genetic limit. I mean, you know, you know, and that's the great debate, right? Is that they say um, and they you know educated people, they've done studies that the small percentage of individuals who are actually physically capable of holding a certain amount of weight, yeah. So, and I read an article, a great article by Dave Tate, and he said that, like, if you're looking at your gym numbers and realize that if you have a 300 pound bench press, like, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, like, you know, 300 pounds isn't very much. Yeah. But he realized, 300 pounds, you're in the top, you know, 3% of the, everybody that walks in the gym. Mm-hmm. So you're strong, don't compare yourself to everybody you see on Instagram, because <laughs> the reality is, is that if you walk into the gym and you bench 300 pounds, you're in the top. You know, you're you're an alpha male. You're not a not well, a ba- you know, so. Mark and I talked about that when I
2: when uh, when I was visiting Tennessee and I went to the, the CrossFit gym there. Yeah. Uh, I was doing the workout. I get done and the guys like, it well, was an interesting workout?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, I don't know. You uh, you hit my back my one rep back 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 squat rep." so his one rep max right I did for 34 reps or something inside of this email right so he's like yeah he's like uh, that was a good day for me I text Mark and I was like you know sometimes you just forget what the people you hang out with yeah because strength's like sometimes it becomes relative to who you're with right instead of what that kind of overall that's why good
1: training partners are so important sure
2: sure yeah I don't think without Nate Um,
0: and then Mark and I designed the program together so so technically it was teamwork Mark and I designed this program and then Nate and I did it and that was what got break. We broke the record that way, but it was a multi level, you know, it wasn't just yeah. a show up at the gym and work hard. It was a yeah. purposely tapered plan, yeah. So,
2: and then you, Nate, put 15 pounds. I actually think I put 25 on. I think I capped out at 325, filled at 335. So got yeah. 345 today and filled at 355. So you put uh, 20, close 40 pounds. 25 pounds, right? No, from 325 to 345. 20
0: pounds, yeah, yeah, sorry, 20, 20, yeah, 20 we pounds. Lift. <laughs> we, <laughs> we lift. We lift. Bar mass. Bar, <laughs> bar, <math>. bar <laughs> math, yeah. Rocket science. Yeah, rocket science. But, uh, but, yeah, so I mean. So the,
1: what, were the, what were the main tenets of your program?
0: Well, we decided that, uh, you know, I, I think when I was younger, we talked about this last week about training, uh, about injuries. I, I would put weight on a bar and do weight on a bar. So you that know, like, will come in, set some reps. And so this program was tapered at, at, at overcoming weaknesses, so I was bulletproofing my shoulders, working on rotator cuff, uh, working on shoulder stability, scaption, things like that. And then, uh, uh, you know, the retraction of the shoulders of that. And so when like, we
1: say bulletproofing, we're, we're talking about the broccoli of fitness. Yes. We were talking about the, we Everybody wants cheesecake. We're talking about the broccoli. We're talking about the hundred reps of, yep. of internal and external rotation with a yep. band. Uh, things yeah,
0: like that. I I walk in the gym now, and it's probably seven to eight moves before I unrack a bench. Yeah. You know, internally shoulder rotation, weighted you know, face pulls, uh, band stretching, things like you know, like things like that that are uh scat- I mean there's things that I'm doing now just to get my shoulders ready, but I think bulletproofing is also the idea that the large muscle can handle that much weight, but can the co-contractor stabilizers? Yeah. So I think I've got so many rotator injuries, so many injuries in the past. Because when you do straight bar weight, you get to the point where the big muscles, the 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 the, you know, the agonists and the, you know, that you know the prime movers can move the weight, but as soon as you get to that, that breaking point, your shoulders, your triceps are gonna break. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just won't be able to hold that weight. So, what did you learn
2: about your bench press? Uh, well, I learned how to bench press. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Is uh, so I never bench pressed correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I only bench pressed yeah just generally right and then hadn't bench pressed in years because when I cross we very rarely ever benched mm-hmm. mostly floor press um, so I learned how to bench um, but I think it's interesting because Lee and I like we were talking through some of these accessories right and I've been so focused on some things on my back my core and triceps and what we saw today is right like I don't struggle to drive it out at the top or to lock it out mm-hmm. you know it's it's coming off the chest right so yeah Obviously, it's the exact the, opposites of each the other. The exact opposite of each other. Yeah, I'll post a video. Of the the list. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's just interesting. That you can see the the accessory work playing a role, right? So yeah. now it's just, it's like anything else. You just find a weakness and you just go get it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think so. We, right now we're at the point
0: where, uh, you know, you've you've chiseled out the statue, and now you're detailing. Mm-hmm. Everything is about the the you know the devil's in the details. It's about like, what. Do I need to do change your program not just lifting the weight and getting your percentages and getting your reps, but what else do you need to add to get that to get that and what
1: 's cool about how the program is set up is uh, so lee's going to be doing a lot of band work like uh, lockout type stuff top fifty where Nate will be doing basically the opposites yep. and, and working in that uh, off the chest movements and a lot of yeah, we, we just we just talk about
0: using the uh, jangle bar uh, mm-hmm. for some speed work and things like that, so Nate can get more yeah. stability out of the body and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I need to take my heavy lockout work more seriously. Yeah. So yeah. Because yeah. before you're done, and then you're like, let me grab some dumbbells. I'm gonna do some tricep work, and yeah. I need to focus more on on heavy locking. We need to locking out heavy weights.
1: So, like time-wise, how long did you spend actually? Working heavy bench compared to accessory and.
0: Uh, oh, I'd say we got down to. Half you know, speed work you know, about an hour. Uh, I think the bench press only took about a half hour each time, and then probably another half hour on the. You know, that's two hours a week on the bench press yeah. alone, probably yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So you had a speed day and you had a heavy day. Yep. Yep. Speed both day. both those days had prehab work and accessory work yep. And, yep. and tissue work yep.
0: done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now the mobility, I think Nate and I both have routines. I do my own, you know, we, But mm-hmm. we do mobility when you're having to get in and, and uh, then you know warm up the smaller. Just you know, muscle groups of that, so.
1: So what you're saying is you don't walk into the gym and throw 45 on the bench press and start. No, does it. so not. <laughs> <laughs> and neither does uh, Nate anymore. Still <laughs> <laughs>
2: working a little bit on that, you know, the mentality of the line, whether or not yeah. he stretches before he chases it down the. Yeah, desert. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but i was telling, like, but
0: told these guys earlier that, that I I I am sold uh, into bulletproofing like never before because just then when I got 451 and then I tried 470. Uh, there was no, my body, I don't have a single yeah. twitch Twenty-five my body before, whereas when I was benching heavy before, your elbows were blown we up, elbows, the shoulders, shoulders, the shoulders, everything yeah. was blown up, I'd get done with a rep and I'd be like wincing in pain, yeah. yeah, yep. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think bulletproofing is the is the answer, I think. But bulletproofing has to be done above and beyond your programming. Mm-hmm. The thing's why people mess up is the idea is they think that that's part of their, like the work, and the, the one best advice I can give anybody in the world is your work sets don't start until you are in that, that percentage zone, but also your body is acclimated to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the idea is that you don't actually get to count your work sets until you're yeah. <laughs> until you're grooved in, you know what I'm saying? So everything else is just to get you to that to that point.
1: And you know, I also think uh, people are kind of deconditioned to how much work a four hundred and fifty pound, four hundred and fifty one bench pound pr- or bench press takes. Sure. Um they're used to seeing like seven, eight nine hundred yeah. pound bench presses because yeah. they're posted all over the place Yep. Yeah. uh about the gram. yeah it's all about the gram but we also got to look at the fact that um these guys are geared like most of them are lifting out of gear i mean uh, a 450 pound raw and how lead bench presses, flat back pretty much yep. is a massive yep. massive feat if he were to if he were to train gear and learn gear he would be he would be in the seven eight hundred pound Um, category relatively quickly. Yeah. So it's a, it's a massive, it's a massive feat. A massive. Well, they
0: they consider, so when you, when you break down elite list 500 is the elite bench press. Mm -hmm. It takes my whole life, you know what I'm saying? But elite, a 500 pound bench press, which is where I want to be.
1: 500 pound raw. Raw. Yeah. flat
0: back is, is, you know, puts you in the top one, one, one percent. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere. So, yep.
1: That's a big day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, but the 451 puts me right at the category below, which I think is master. Mm -hmm. Master of the elite, so that's a master bench press, that's a, yeah, yeah so,
1: yeah. Master of class or
0: whatever. Master of class, yeah, bench press, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's right below the elite level, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. So, when are you competing again?
0: Woo, that's <laughs> the question of the day. Uh, we'll see soon. If it, that's, we're close. I mean, we got to be close, right?
1: Because your, your deadlift is coming along. Yeah,
0: yeah, my squats do it really, really well, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the next time I step in... I want to be, get my elite total. Yeah. It's the one lifetime. If you add up all of my lifts independently, I have an elite total already, but to get to qualify for an elite total, you have to do it in the same meets. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that'll be, yeah, exactly right. Say, so
0: at so different points in my life, I've had elite level lifts. In meets. In, in meets. If you just couldn't put all just them together couldn't all at
1: together, the same yes, time. Yes. And they were all technical failures mostly. Yeah, yeah, most Besides see, your body exploding.
0: Yeah, other getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh,. Uh, don't don't think your your friends won't do any favors because in one meet Mark actually DQ'd me. Uh, he was the head of the official for putting the bar down too fast <laughs> he, he actually read. He actually DQ'd me. Yeah, so
2: yeah. But, Hey, it you got the rule. rule. You got put it rules, down right, baby. Rules a rule, yeah.
1: yes. I don't care if I train you. That's, you got put it down right. That's funny.
0: <coughs> well, cool. Yeah, But it's uh it's it's a you know it's a testament to the. Uh, macro, micro, meso, and that is that. Your, your training should always, you know, the law of specificity. You know, whatever you're doing, what are you funneling it down to? Because if you never file it, if you never funnel it, you'll never do. You'll always be okay, but you'll never be great. So, at what point do you have? You set a goal, and then do you fine tune it? Because yeah. I think a lot of people train hard, but then they never pick a particular goal. And then we'll start doing the little things that to, to fine tune that.
1: So for a, a beginner bench presser, <clears throat> what's your uh, your top piece of advice?
0: Well, one thing that I wish I had done a lot sooner—not only bulletproofing, but also building a big base. Like get your technically sound, do a lot of reps, a lot of volume, get used to the bench press, and then once again, then macro, mezzo. Build heavy, but you know, go through an entire. Uh, we worked with a couple of young people here, and I tell them all the time: go ahead and go through a block periodization, go to the meet, then learn where you failed, yeah. and then reinvent yourself. You know, what I'm saying do it all over again, but get through one training cycle. Sixteen you like you know, build a big base, get a little bit heavier, be realistic, and do everything within your uh, your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And then once you learn. Go to that meet, you see what you do, what you can't do, then you have all the details you need to make a really, really good run at being really, really strong. But I think some people never file it down and they never funnel it in and they never actually try heavy weight technically sound. Yeah. People a lot of times try heavy weight, but they try it's it. Just trash. Just trash, yeah. So, it's just not, you know, so they wonder why it didn't work. It's because they didn't do it with the perfect technique. So. Yep.
1: Yep. And what about a novice lifter?
0: Well, novice lifter, you're, you're talking about... So then, the, guy that,
1: the guy that's hitting 300 pounds.
0: Yeah, that guy then begins to have to explore all of his options on the, uh, the accessory side. Because like we talked before, as soon as you build a decently sized big bench press, uh, your failures are probably going to come at weak points. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Your, your triceps, your shoulders, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so what I would tell you about is at that point, develop overdevelop your, your delts, overdevelop your triceps. You're like, mm-hmm. You know, get to that point where you're, you're super maxing those things because I think like Louis right, I think Louis Simmons is right at Westside. I think like today when I missed 470 was solely tricep power. It wasn't my chest. It wasn't my, my, yeah. my stability. Yeah. It wasn't my shoulders. It was solely when you get to that point where the bar <clears throat> raises. So I think the person that goes from three to 400 pounds of bench press is the person that develops massive tricep strength. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. just check, not just pec development. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: So who are guys that, that you guys look up to for, uh, like bench press.
0: It's funny. There's there's a guy named uh, his his Instagram page is swim hack. Um, it's funny. Instagram I can't remember his name. Yeah. But he was a swimmer, and he got a shoulder injury with that, and now he's like a six hundred seventy five bench with that. But he's really open and honest with his uh, his training advice, and uh, he shows all his listeners that. But he's also very uh, open with his training knowledge. But he's someone who went from you watch this transition from being an okay bencher to being one of the best in the world. Hmm. A lot of guys don't start posting or showing until they yeah until they're already there. you know what I'm saying yeah. you know now uh, you know but I follow I follow him you know pretty closely yeah. uh, and then obviously Burley Hawk is my hero <laughs> yeah. uh, Burley Hawk's like the only like like raw West Side guy that anybody cares about like ever mm-hmm. so yeah.
1: Well, I don't bench press because I CrossFit, so uh, <laughs> I, just, I can help develop the training programs, but yeah, I, I just do uh, Olympic movements. Um, got anything, Nate?
2: No, I think, uh, you know, I just think it's interesting when you're talking about the, uh, <clears throat> the reinvent yourself, right? I think when you come to the gym, it's so easy to people like talk about routine and get in a groove and they never change anything. And as you get better at something, and you start to find those sticking points, if you don't shake it up and don't change it, you can't get any better, right? It's the only way to be comfortable, like, you get so comfortable, it's hard to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's really the only way to change things up and, and do something different.
0: Well, right, we were talking about the uh, the jangle bar. What's yeah. the, the What do they call it? The blue the, uh, the bar? Bamboo bar, yeah. Yeah. Talk about, talk about that bar.
2: And I prefer to call it the jangle bar. <laughs> <laughs> I like jangle, yeah, because we used, we, used, we, used, <laughs> we, triangle, we used to make a really...
0: We before we had an actual bamboo bar, we used to make yeah. one out of like, yeah, we used to like hang stuff with yeah. yeah, bands and that. But the one thing about that is that, that are you, if you're a if you're a if you got a big bench press, are you willing to humble yourself down where you're using a tool that you're putting like. Twenty-five pound kettlebells on the other side, and you're getting rocked. You're getting rocked. And you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting, you, know, you know, yeah. Like Nathan, are you willing to humble yourself long enough yeah. to shore up a weak spot? Because if you go on without it, if you go on without shoring up your weaknesses, you're either going to get broken or you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Because you're because I tell people all the time, and I, uh, you know, Hannah is one of our the, you know young powerlifters here with that, and uh, you know I, I tell her all the time when we talk to these guys, guys and gals about lifting. If you don't, um, if you don't start training with perfect technique and showing what weaknesses, when you get to the heaviest weight possible, you can fake it at ninety percent. You can yep. fake it at eighty-five percent. You can fake it all the way through, <laughs> but the moment you get near your maximal effort, your weaknesses will just like come flying out the pot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're gonna be boiling all of a sudden. Like, all your bad habits are gonna just yeah. fly out. You know what I'm Like you won't find them until you're near that. So you'll think you're great. You're like I can get away with it. A terrible squat. I get with a terrible death but the moment you go to that near maximal, yeah, all of your weaknesses are
1: going to be found out. And that's why it's so important to train with near maximal weights yep. in controlled environments, controlled environments, uh, and yep. controlled rep ranges uh, and controlled ranges of motion, so you can actually develop that. Where are those weaknesses? Sure, uh, sure. How am I actually going to react at those at those points?
0: Well, we talked about last week injuries. I I am now a much bigger fan of and even like. I think Louis Simmons posted something the other day that everybody thinks Westside is all about killing yourself. But it said you can get better without, without destroying yourself. Like Darn. You can't get better without destroying yourself. So what we say all the time is that we shut it down when we lose technique, not when we lose effort. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? You might go to do more weight, but you would have to do it in a way mm-hmm. that is not technically sound. Yeah, or it's, or,
2: it's, or it, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's been so key over the last 20 weeks is not necessarily... 'Cause the bench press was only two hours that there, right? There's there's other things happening there. It's not like we're just working on bench press. No. We've been talking with these good mornings and the squat and all the deadlift work and stuff we've been doing. We so focus on form and speed that when that stuff starts to go, we we bail out, right? Instead so mm-hmm. of trying to grind out that one massive rep. Yeah. And then I, but using the bands and some of this more west side technique, right? It allows us to on the high end have those heavy weights but not destroy yourself you got it. at the bottom and have to grind those out to where totally. you're only getting five or six reps the whole workout. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause because smart. then you're looking at uh, CNS fatigue. And, yeah, and, exactly, uh, yeah. And
1: I mean, if you would have not been smart in the good mornings and the deadlifts, then you might not have had the juice that you did for your bench press today. Sure, totally, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Your energy is cumulative. It is not. Yeah. You don't have just energy in your biceps. You don't just like yeah. your whole body. You're seeing that central nervous system. So totally. once again, once you fatigue that, and we also know the difference between the neural fatigue and chemical fatigue. And some of that is that the one your muscles hurt, you warm up and you feel better. That's muscle fatigue. You can get through that any day of the week. Yeah. But there are times where you get through your warm up. You feel great, and you go to pick up a bar that you're used to doing. That's easy, and that just ain't there. And that's yeah. more neural fatigue. Yeah. But learning the difference and learning how to rest and recover that way too. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, and not getting stuck to the the, the percentage or what. What you might think you have to hit, yep. Um is is awesome. Yeah, but that comes with that comes with maturity. Auto regulation is
0: everything now. I, yeah. I I I would finally put my stamp of approval on between uh, uh, you know uh, uh, high intensity lifting versus block trainings so with that. You know the two debate about that. I think Chris Duffin has solved the mystery of the, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying he originated, but he, you know there's auto regulation, and that is is that do what you can with perfect technique any given day, but don't be married to a number. Yeah. Yep. Don't be married to, you know, that number. Don't be married to if I get less, great. If I get more, great, but I'm doing the most yeah. I can by by what I have available. Yeah. Yep.
1: And you should have your 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 volume, your your fallback is already built into that. Yep. So it's not like you're consistently lifting or training under a the necessary volume to, to create change. Yeah
0: I think you talked about that. So I think I think you talked about the other day and Nate brought it up. If you multiplied everything out, I think I think if you multiplied all of your accessories, you're really always trading in a mid eighty. Yeah. The mid eighty is your number. Yeah. That's including some high nineties. That's including some sixties. But yeah. eighty, you know, if you multiply all your eighty percent, eighty-five percent, where you're going to be. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right, guys, thanks for joining us. We had a good time today, and I'll right. post those videos along with this uh, with this podcast. So we'll see you next yep. week.
0: Yep. Boy, I was so <laughs> done.